0: Being down here in Florida and uh, being alumni of the University of Florida, I've thought about, we just lost power. That's really interesting.
1: No, I think, the, did the lights just go off or the it power went off?
0: Let me uh, let me hit that switch. Hang on.
2: Okay. Hey, Mitch, you want to go back and like cut this?
3: <laughs> you know what? Rich needs a t-shirt that says, that's standing. <laughs>
2: Welcome to this episode of Women in A.B. Podcast. Thank you uh, to our guests for joining our friends and family episode, which is actually just family. Um, (laughs) And so my family that's joining is my husband, Joel. Hey, Joel. Hey, Erica.
3: Thank you for having me and uh, admitting publicly that I'm I'm your family. I think that's great.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if they don't know by now. I don't know. (laughs) Nobody's really listening. (laughs) And my amazing co-host, Jennifer. How are you doing, Jennifer?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing, Erica?
2: I'm pretty good. And your family is with us here, too.
1: Yes, my much older brother, which I like to tell everyone, (laughs) is here (laughs) with us. I had to get that in. Um, So my older brother is with us. He's also the president and owner of RT sales. So hi Bert, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me. I appreciate
1: it, Jen. Yeah. So the first topic I wanted to bring up is that you are all Jeep people. I don't have a Jeep. This is like a religion for you guys, this Jeep people Mm -hmm. thing. So talk about your Jeeps
2: guys. That's a really broad statement. So I, <laughs> I also want to say that more specifically to be a Jeep person in this club, you have to be a Wrangler person. Uh, yeah.
1: He had a Wrangler when I was in college.
0: <laughs> well, they're all Wrangler. The, 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 it's still a Wrangler. It's just now they're rather okay. JL. <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, but yeah, back then it was a CJ. So this was an mm-hmm. old one. So uh, this is my fifth Jeep I think I've owned. So I've always had them on and off for, for years. I had one that just lived in the garage with, I, I literally took the doors off of it the day I bought it and put the doors back on it the day I sold it. And it was just beach.
2: <laughs> that was the only purpose of That's it. That's awesome.
1: How about you guys? How many uh, Jeeps do you have between Erica and Joel? How many have you had?
2: Uh, collectively three. Okay. So we, I had my old Jeep um, when we met and then uh, we ended up getting my Newer Jeep, which is a 2016 uh, four-door Wrangler. Her name is Mm Merica. She is hydro blue and American-themed. And then during COVID, Joel, do you want to talk about your Jeep?
3: Yeah, I liked her Jeep so much I needed my own because she doesn't share. So I got Tiki, who is as bright green as you possibly could imagine, which is great because I can never lose it in a parking lot. It's perfect. That's awesome. (laughs) I have a Mojito as well. Oh, I love that color. I love that color. It's We're awesome. part of the Jeep uh Green Jeep crew. Erica, you're part of the Blue crew. So, you're kind of uh, blue better. <laughs> I
2: agree. is better. If
1: I could choose one, I would.
2: Does your Jeep have a name?
3: Uh no,
0: I haven't done that yet. I don't I don't do names. I don't do ducks. I haven't <clears throat> gone down either of those roads. I get the ducks. They are in my garage up on a shelf. But <laughs> I I can't do the, you know, 6 foot long line of ducks in your windshield. I
3: just don't do it. I'm okay with that, but not naming it. Not naming it. That's rough. That, that's that's borderline. Not a Jeep person, Bert. I mean, it, I, I know. I know. Just because it's, you own it's... a Jeep doesn't mean you're a Jeep person.
1: Well, holiday themed and green, we could call it the Grinch. Right. So <laughs> you're very bah humbug by not naming right. it. So <laughs> I think it's very fitting to name it the Grinch going forward.
0: I am alumni of the University of Florida uh you know they call the stadium the swamp so i i have a green jeep we're in florida so i thought about calling it swamp thing which you know get that kind of slimy lettering. that's a
1: great one
0: i just haven't done it because i have zero bandwidth to do anything
3: <laughs> jennifer it sounds it- like a uh, a sticker gift that should be able to come for christmas you can probably still get it yes time. there you go yeah. you need to get too specific we'll help you figure out sizing yeah we got it we can help you with that I did take off the trail rated badge and replace it with a beach rated badge though.
0: That was very oh, important. Okay.
1: Yeah. I've actually never given Bert a sticker. If that makes you guys feel very loved Bert has yet to, his wife's got a Jen sticker that I've made for her custom of her dog. Eric's oh. got a dog. Joel's got a Tiki sticker. Bert, I will make you a swamp thing sticker.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: <laughs> That's what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> Solved. Easy Christmas present.
2: So we were talking about ducks a second ago. And um, for those that don't know, the the duck thing, I'm pretty sure it came around because of the pandemic and people wanted something positive. And so they started leaving ducks on other people's Jeeps, just like sending happiness. So one of our things that we do for Thanksgiving um, every year, we go on a cruise and people started hiding ducks all over the cruise ship (laughs) and people were going crazy like searching for them to the point where like kids were going in the bushes.
1: So when did that
3: start? Since last year, it wasn't like that last year, and this year they were everywhere. But she also said plants on a cruise ship, so that's also kind of exciting to yeah. uh, to have a whole garden. But it, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting.
1: I wonder if rubber duck sales have gone up. Even my
3: mom got excited over finding these ducks all over the cruise ship. I'm like, I love you. I'm not going to go look for ducks, mom.
1: (laughs) Hey, if that's her thing. But yeah, there's got, so if it started, I didn't know the Jeep thing happened during the pandemic for ducks and the cruise thing has definitely been during the pandemic. So where's everyone buying their rubber ducks? Is Amazon getting sold
2: out? Oriental trading. There's so many
0: different types too. It's crazy.
1: So yeah, that's your holiday tradition.
2: So our holiday tradition, Joel likes to get away from family. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want that on the podcast? <laughs> Joel to get away from
2: Well, family. it's more like for Thanksgiving, right? It's like everybody fights about like, who's going to see who for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. So a couple years ago um, we decided, you know what? We're going to go on a cruise and whoever wants to join us can join us. Um, and that's actually worked really well for our family. So this past year, Joel's mom joined us. Uh, we had the kids with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a, a good family vacation. And you don't have to worry about like cooking and cleaning and, you know, everybody's already entertained with everything going on on the ship.
1: It removes so the so stress of the holiday. Yeah. Burke, do you want to talk about your recent cruise? Oh. It, <laughs> what happened there?
0: Yeah, we showed up at the cruise ship. You know, I'm, you know like I said, I have no bandwidth. So going. Mach five with day-to-day and we showed up at Port Canaveral and we're in line getting ready to get on the boat. I literally had packed like two hours before that, threw everything in the back of the truck, drove over there. And as we're walking up to the cruise terminal, my wife pulls out uh, hers and her two sons passports. And I had an O moment. Uh, (laughs) My passport's not, is sitting back at a home in Claremont, Florida. So I had (laughs) to literally sprint to the truck. Now we had gotten there early. So I still had about two hours, but it's an hour to Claremont Mm. and an hour back. And I missed the boat by less than 10 minutes. So they
1: saw him as the boat was going off. His family saw him running. So
0: I sat at Grills Tiki Bar and literally watched the boat sail away without me. While I sat there with my beer, I booked a flight to St. Thomas and picked up the boat there. So that was my most wow. recent cruise. But the experience. moral of the
3: story is, if you miss the boat, you could always get lionfish bite at grills. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I literally took video of the boat sailing away. It was hilarious. It actually was fun. You know, I I, I flew to St. Thomas. And uh, it was almost like I felt like I was a pirate or something, you know, because St. Thomas is a very pirate island. It's one of the big islands in the old pirate stories. So there was just a lot of fun <laughs> right. sightseeing to do. And frankly, I didn't want to be stuck on a boat for eight days, you know, so it actually worked out. We still got a lot of the crews in. I, I think I still got five days of cruise, and it, we had a blast.
1: That's
2: awesome.
1: Yeah, but this year there's no one escaping and everyone is coming to my house for Christmas and it's the first time all of my siblings will be in the same place at the same time in, oh my goodness, I don't know how too yes my little sister's That's coming exciting. yeah so my twin brother has been he's in the marines been in the marines for 12 or 13 years now he's been sedationed in japan and san diego and places where by the time he flew home he would have to fly back so uh he's now a in north carolina jacksonville north carolina so he's going to be able to make the drive um bert his wife and their stepchildren are driving up and then um yeah that's those are all my siblings so and melody's flying over from uh she's in scottsdale now or flagstaff or phoenix or something like she's moving
0: it'll be our first christmas all together with olivia it'll be it'll be pretty awesome oh that's awesome
1: and uh, as you guys know, Kennestone Hospital has a huge helicopter pad and Santa is flying in on the helicopter next week cool. and Olivia's going to get to meet Santa. So that's really exciting. That's but cool. as we're talking about holiday traditions, Bert has very strict holiday rules. And so I've they're always kept to them and
0: <laughs> nobody, nobody has to oblige to them other than myself.
1: So <laughs> I, I, there's a deep guilt if you don't uh, follow them. So my friends in college would always make fun of me. I was like, no, we can't do any Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. That's a huge rule. Mm-hmm. I can't put the Christmas tree up till after Thanksgiving. Correct. There's cinnamon rolls Christmas morning. I don't even eat cinnamon rolls, but we make yeah, them.
0: There's, there's, there's a lot of really strict rules in there, actually. Like, you know, the the whole walmart putting up christmas decorations on october 1st thing just as you know there's i, I want to go in there with a baseball bat sometimes you know and be like no this is wrong so it's uh, i have a very strict rule that when santa comes down the street on macy's thanksgiving day parade and stops in front of macy's it's officially christmas and you shall not put up christmas decorations until that moment <laughs> so yeah it's a little it's a little weird i, I have my christmas rules I, and there's Movies that must be watched, and they're not your typical Christmas movies. It's not Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. It's Die Hard. It's uh, mm-hmm. which is which the,
1: is a Christmas movie. We are almost going a, to say that
0: it's not a Christmas movie. It's the Christmas movie. <laughs> Let's just say Yippee Kaye. We'll leave the rest out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what what you eat, what you drink, you know, all those things. It's like I, I'm obsessively ritualistic about
3: it. We're good on the on the decorating part. I mean, the decorating until, well, decorating, I guess, in general, it's kind of a challenge anymore. We're not here ever, so why decorate? I love it.
2: We considered decorating. Last year, we put up a tree with no, no ornaments. Okay. Um, Lights? But it, it's pre-lit. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, but we're here so little, and then we're, like, up and atom them as soon as it gets cold. Like, right after Christmas, it's like, okay, January in Florida. Um, I know we're in Georgia now, but snowbird season is is definitely a thing around here. I don't like being cold. Oh,
1: Bert hates it. And I yeah. kind of feel bad because his original Christmas plans were to be in Miami to watch the Dolphins-Cowboys game. Yep. And then I mm. ruined it by <laughs> inviting them for you Christmas.
2: You did. I was, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs>
0: with watching a Cowboy game last night. And he was like, tell me again why you're not coming to the game and so I threw you under the bus with him yet again. So. Go,
1: that's fine. That's fine. So I I know what I did. So I have to definitely follow all of the Christmas traditions. Die Hard News we' be playing on all TVs at all times. So plenty, plenty of cinnamon rolls. I've got cookie dough already made. So,
2: so I have a question because um, there's not a lot of this out there. I mean, all of us are in the same industry, mm-hmm. but we also you and your brother and me and my husband, independently, but together, we work at the same company. Yes. Joel and I work together and you and Bert work together. Mm -hmm. So what is that like uh, when you have the rest of the family around? I know you have other family members that also work with you guys, Mm -hmm. so I can only imagine what that family dynamic looks like. Do you talk shop at the table? Yes,
1: yes. Uh, We definitely do. Uh, Well, Bert and I do, at least. And for me, I've never liked the rule. We've had family members in the past that aren't in the industry say, no, no talking shop, no, no, like not at the table and all that, or that we're going this whole holiday and you're not allowed to bring up AV, you're not allowed to bring up the company, but it's our life. And it's one of the huge things we have in common. We love the industry. We love what we do. So we just kind of feel like we should be able to talk about it. And so we yeah. do. And yeah, we get ragged on a little bit and we obviously <laughs> talk about other things, but we talk about AV.
0: It's the, I mean, we work in a cool industry. It's fun to talk about. You know, it's, we, we don't talk about, you know, business numbers and stuff like that. We, we talk about cool products and, and the toys that make this industry so much fun.
1: Yeah, speaking of, so it's that's a, another reason why I think that we should be allowed to talk AV at the table. Is it's just going to become in everyone's? You're all everyone's going to be speaking AV at the table in ten years because it's going to be in everyone's lives. It's just a technology. I don't is talk about work
3: over. ever at a table, Jen, ever. Like,
1: really? I was <laughs> like dinner say. table.
3: No, never. Um, I don't take calls. No,
2: no, pretty mm. sure.
1: I ate dinner with you, and we definitely talked about AV. <laughs>
2: I think that that might be a little white lie.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. It was Italian both Santa. times. Don't I tell mean. Santa. Don't tell Santa.
2: It should be okay. <laughs> we we talk about work all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it should be allowed. I don't. This whole work life balance thing. If you love your job, and it's not unhealthy for you to talk about it, why not?
3: I've had so many good memories around the holidays. Uh, I remember Lance Vader. Uh, he's still an extra and good friend. I helped him buy his wife a coffee pot one year, right. For, for Christmas, we go shopping together for his (laughs) wife. Uh, I would always go to Indianapolis because downtown Indianapolis was beautiful. And I always want to get one more, one more trip there. And there's all these different things that I remember over all the different companies I worked at that come around Christmas. Uh, We have a couple people that are coming into town. They're coming to do business, but tonight going to go out and you just have a little get together since I can't be with the whole team, uh, which is nice. So it it's hard to not bring up those memories and those discussions at the table because they all make us who we are, regardless if people want to talk about it or not. And usually they did fall around something that was probably kind of cool, right? That brought us to some of those pace, places in the first place.
2: I think that's an interesting point too, though, that we what we do for work is not just limited to work. My friends are in the industry. So, you know, it it's not just professional. You know, it's also my personal interests Mm -hmm. um that revolve around the industry that happen Mm -hmm. you know to come up as a topic
1: do you guys get the i could never work with my husband i can never work with my wife a lot
3: often but you know what i tell them i don't work with my wife (laughs) because i don't well no it's something that we uh we do we're very 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 it's very important to us that erica's erica Mm -hmm. and joel's joel and we make sure that there's that separation so um with our work stuff we don't take advantage of that relationship at all uh, when we're talking work she's the best co-worker i've ever had regardless if we're married or not she, she truly is um and the benefit to that is it ensures it doesn't ever get in the way right we have our own paths we have our own goals we have the own, own skills that we want to grow on uh, so people say that all the time i'm like well, I couldn't be with you with my husband all the time or my wife all the time. Or granted, I'm never home. I am today, uh, but I'm typically traveling. So that's not too big of a deal. Um, but she's a huge sounding board for me to bounce ideas off of. Uh, and she has been, you know, because we've worked together at this point five, five and a half years out of the uh, seven years that we've been married, seven and a half years that we've been
2: married. Over two different companies. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: Jennifer's been running around the office since she was about a foot tall. So, <laughs> so
3: something, some change, grew, right? something, something, right?
0: So we we literally grew up together in this industry. So you know, talking about it is like whatever. You know, we don't. There's no yeah. restrictions there.
1: Yeah, none at all. But I do get the I could never work with my sibling from people a lot, and I do remind them that I have a total of three siblings and. Bert's the only one I could work with. So <laughs> it's, they, I would be fine with my other siblings working with them. It would just be a way different dynamic.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's exactly 20 years difference between our father who started the rep firm, myself and Jennifer. So there's, a, it, it's, a, oh, wow. it's a 40 year span there. Yeah, it's exactly, you know, 20 exact years, almost to the month. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pretty interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, m- when I got into this business uh, through our father when I was twenty, uh, and he was forty, and that was the year Jennifer was born. So it's uh, <laughs> it's wow. it's an interesting family dynamic with us.
1: Yep, and then every uh, so everyone in our family was born in a year that ended in nine. And so we thought that in 2019, like that's the only year I would be able to get pregnant. Like it wouldn't <laughs> happen any other year. Like this was in my brain. I thought it's just like a family phenomenon that it would never happen. And I was out with Bert on Halloween and we were joked, cause it was the year 2020. So we were joking and we're like, oh, missed it. I won't be pregnant till 2029. Like woo, going crazy. and uh drinking. I was probably pretty deep. We we're at Rocco's Tacos, pretty deep in the margaritas, and I was pregnant while bragging about not being pregnant for another 10 years. Yeah. So, I thought I just had a bad hangover the next few days, but it was not. No. So, I ruined I ruined that little family tradition. Speaking of family traditions, <laughs> I ruined that one.
2: I want to talk about some cool stuff that we've seen this year. Um maybe things in the industry that you were excited about. And um, I'll start just at a very basic level. Infocom this year felt like it had the highest energy in Mm -hmm. multiple Mm -hmm. years running. And I was very excited about that. And I like seeing how other manufacturers are wanting to work more together Um, And I'm excited to see what that looks like in the future without the dependency of having like a programmer bringing those things together, you know, as a separate third party.
0: Yeah, no, it's the the energy of the show was insane. I mean, I just, you know, we being here in Orlando, based in Orlando, Infocom Orlando is Mach 10 with your hair on fire. And Mm -hmm. we were able to just step back for a few minutes here and there and just soak it all in because we... We went through that awful Infocom back in 2020, no, 2021. That was a non-trade yeah. show event. We were there. <laughs> and it was, it was so awful. So to be able to have that show be what it was this year, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I got CTS of the year that year. And I was like, this isn't fair. Can I do it again when there's a real Infocom? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> yeah. There's
1: like no one in the audience. No one's seeing this. It's uh. Yeah,
2: it was rough. So other things that, that we did this year. year, Joel, you did something exciting.
1: Yes, you did.
3: Yeah, well, I'll start with something simple. Um, we went on a cruise uh, for New Year's last year. It's not we don't go on cruises all the time. It's just been a stint in the last couple of years. But um, the excitement of seeing how the AV was put together on that cruise, even so far to go and open up the back of the display and see how they mounted the display in the stateroom. Um, seeing how that's infiltrating everywhere was pretty key. And here's three of us geeks, my son's included. He just started an AV this year, uh, Aiden. And we're looking behind the TV and trying to figure out how it's connected and what are all these pieces. But there's not too many people that get excited over that, but we definitely did. Um, but I had some pretty cool experiences. One, I was at the opening night of the sphere uh, and the second night that the sphere was open as well uh, to see you too. And the immersive. It, I it's, it's hard to even put in words. I stood next to Joe Way on the floor the first night. And the second night, I stood up in the stands, where usually you want to be in the floor for a concert. The stands by and far on the second level, hands down, was the best experience I've ever had at any live event ever in my life. The floor was cool. Don't get me wrong. You 2 20 feet away. You see them. But as soon as you got in the stands, everything was immersive. And that second level, everywhere you looked, everything was around you and then the audio portion of it surrounded you you didn't get that when you're on the floor so you're sitting here and my son and I being at the concert before night before like yeah not much is going to be different totally different totally different experience hearing songs and this and all it it was i don't mean, it was just amazing that you could go to an event like that and people were talking about the visuals being too much they weren't i mean it was all part of the song and and the immersiveness and how you two played to that was fabulous. The set was simple. It looked like a, a record player, like a turntable with a record on top. It was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah, the little outside little of the sphere, you know what? It's pretty cool. Outside's pretty cool. Um, the inside, though, it, it blew my mind. At first, we didn't even realize that the projection was a projection. It looked like it was the actual walls till Joe Way and I were, like, walking and staring, like, this close, to the screen. and like, oh my goodness, that's not the wall. That's actually a projection that looks like, I don't know. I mean, it almost felt like you were in a biodome or something at first. It was pretty crazy. Um, wow. It was slick. It was a really slick experience. Yeah. I'm hoping you 2 comes back for that. Cause and Infocom's going to be in Vegas, so we should all go to the uh, Sphere experience. Fish is the next band that just got announced to be oh, in, wow. in the that Sphere. Works. Not my type of thing, but i think that would be a pretty a pretty unique experience seeing seeing fish in there
1: is that who's gonna who's gonna be there when we're in all in vegas
3: either fish or no one they have an experience which is pretty cool uh i haven't seen it uh but they got air cannons and fog cannons and their seats are haptic so if you sit in the right seats you can feel the whole environment kind of take off um I want to say it's probably $80 or something like that if I remember, but I would like to see that if I have an opportunity when you're in Vegas because you get to experience the technology in all its glory. It's 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 in a very impressive venue. I don't know if they're going to be able to duplicate it due to cost. I mean, the tickets weren't that expensive when you think about it. And so I always kind of wonder when I bought the ticket, how are they making money? <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was affordable, you know, a couple hundred bucks, not cheap. But for that type of experience was a bit surprising to say the least that's your typical Vegas show price so it's uh right it's uh that's pretty affordable considering
0: what they've got invested in that thing
1: yeah i definitely Correct. want to go when we're in vegas yeah. that's yeah. where we're meeting this year
0: selling direct view led just seeing the ma- how massive that thing is it's like you know they've got to sell thousands and thousands of tickets just to pay for the led so it's uh, mm-hmm. just for the led it's pretty bad yeah. <laughs> yeah just the led Let's let's forget yeah. about hiring a band like you two, you know, which can't be cheap, <laughs> right?
1: So did they? They obviously had to almost like when you rehearse, they were rehearsing with the video, I'm guessing, and making it all mm-hmm. work together. That must have been pretty yeah. insane. The timing has to be basically pretty perfect to make it work.
3: The only people that knew about what it looked like for rehearsals were uh, weren't even the workers that worked there. It was the crew. The workers weren't allowed to see any of the show until the day the show opened. We were talking to them. They had it all blacked, curtain off. They couldn't look inside. Nothing. It was, uh, yeah, and it was it was pinpoint perfect, right to the time. It was pretty impressive. And they're pretty pretty used
0: to doing bombastic shows like that, so it wasn't a new thing to them. That's Correct.
3: <laughs> no, not to you two, which makes sense why they brought them in, right? Because that is, that is what they do when they do their shows. Yeah,
0: exactly. I went, I went to two shows of the Spaceship Stadium tour, which was at that point that's the biggest oh, thing wow. I've ever seen. Yeah,
2: Bert, was there any anything phenomenal that you saw or did this year that you would reflect on?
0: Yeah, nothing at that level, no. Uh, The the, the cruise ship that I went on that I eventually picked up in St. Thomas uh, was the the biggest cruise ship in the world. It was the Oasis of the Seas. It it, it literally was so massive, I was on it for, what, five days? And I think I missed out at least half of the the bars and restaurants that there were available to go see, uh, to to go eat and drink at. Uh, I missed a couple of the shows. It, mm-hmm. it was literally, I spent the entire time going, how does this float? How is this even possible that this thing yep. is
3: floating in the ocean? <laughs> we'll bring on a cruise bird. We'll, we'll get you around the ship. No problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do,
2: do you know how much depth is actually in the water? The boat? Very
3: little. Yeah. Very little.
2: It's only like 35 or 40 feet.
3: Just in the high thirties. Yep.
2: And, and that boat has like 19 stories. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I think. I think that's what the number was. It was like 19 or 20 decks mm-hmm. on that ship. And yeah. I just, yep. you know, I, I, I used to get seasick on big boats. I can go out on little fishing charters and in, in rough seas and be perfectly fine, but big ships used to rocking back and forth used to give me really bad headaches. And uh, so I went prepared with the patches and everything. And the, I, I didn't even notice it moving. I mean, they've, the stabilizers they've gotten those things now are so amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just the, that yeah. was probably as far as, and, you know, on the, our side, the, the show, the AV on the show, you know, we, we do a lot of work with those cruise lines uh, through the brands that we represent, everything from the LED to the loudspeakers. And so, mm-hmm. you know, of course, I spent the whole time being a gear nerd, walking around, taking pictures of... You know, uh, video walls and loudspeakers and things like that, and just all the other tech involved with it. There, from an entertainment standpoint, uh, the sh- the show I mean, it was Broadway theater quality, absolutely. Show yeah. packed, stuck right on the back of the boat. It literally yeah. was a mm-hmm. massive theater with all the the audio, video, lighting, everything. Just incredibly impressive.
2: Yeah, that was something that stood out for me too when we did. Our crews, same thing, you know, it, it's in that that same huge class of ship. They had Broadway the musical was like the the headlining show. And it was absolutely Broadway quality, but the their use of LED walls in their set designs, their use of four point yeah, harnesses within an auditorium.
3: Oh yeah. Is
2: incredible
3: incredible i mean hair, it was hairspray on that show it was amazing yeah the mix of the uh the 3d
0: projection uh on mm-hmm. the surfaces combined with the direct view
1: led was just yeah epic
2: jen how about you do you have anything to reflect on
1: yeah actually one of them is with you when you took me to stand on the sidelines at oh. the falcon stadium and just seeing how like it's a it's it's a soccer game, so I wasn't expecting It's It's Atlanta it United true.
3: Stadium when Atlanta United's playing, Jennifer. No football.
2: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it, was it was in Mercedes Benz Stadium.
1: Yeah, it was in Mercedes Benz <laughs> ben Stadium. And- <laughs> I don't know. See, that's the thing. I, I was asking Erica so many questions about soccer. I was like, uh, when are they off set? Where Was that our team? Like, I, just, I was totally lost, but I was taking in all of the AV. It was so incredible. Even the pyrotechnics were amazing. And it was like, wow, this is, I just, I don't know. I thought they would maybe, I, I don't think they had the dome open, but they had mm. everything else going. It was, they did not Hold anything back for that game, and it was really truly yeah, an cool. incredible experience.
0: You went to that stadium for
1: Dean's uh, thing, Dean's,
0: yeah, yes. Um, he was but I a- was
1: up in the nosebleeds, and that was, and they only had one side um seated because you're looking down, watching obviously a marching band's thing, and but with
0: it's DCI drum, corps. yes,
1: but with uh. Erica, we were standing. I kept thinking I was gonna get hit in the face with a soccer ball, but that's how close we were. And you could really take the AV in and it was really cool to just be on the, like you were saying, Joel, you were looking at the back of things on uh, the cruise ship. I was looking Mm -hmm. at the back of the LED wall that was the banner going around. I'm like, oh, it's cool that we can actually see how this is all connected. And there's a tech walking around and it's pretty amazing. That was awesome. And we got on TV. So, Joel
3: saw us on TV. I did. I took photos and sent them on, and it was great. I was watching the game from wherever I was. So, hey, uh, I'd like to take an opportunity to ask you guys a question, Jennifer and Erica. Uh, it's a season of giving. Oh, you know, and, oh boy. You know, and the reason why I asked, yes, Jennifer, you can get me a present if you want. You're more than welcome to. Uh, I'll accept it. Great. Um, the reason why I asked those, you guys have been doing something I feel is pretty great um, giving your time, uh, monies, so other things to Rosie Riveters. And I don't know if anybody's really asked you the, why you're doing that. And during the season of giving, why are you guys doing that? Like, why is that really stand out? Cause again, you know, I know you're starting your fundraising some of these other things, but you know, right now, now's the time that we look out for others. Uh, more so than not, we should do it year round, but all of us think about it now. Why are you guys doing this? What, what's calling you to do this with Rosie Riveters?
1: Well, for me, one of the things is actually related to Bert is the fact that I feel so comfortable in the industry because my brother is always there to support me through everything. He's never told me I couldn't do anything. He's always supported everything I've wanted to do. Um, I feel safe at events always because no one's going to mess with me when my brother's around. And I it didn't even occur to me till recently that maybe other women didn't feel as comfortable in the industry. And maybe they don't want to jump headfirst into the industry because it's not a comfortable place for them. And then I started saying I should be that big brother for the industry and get more representation, make women feel safe. And Erica and I, when we met up for the first time, we decided that a great way to do it would be to start them, show girls at a young age that this is something they can do And so that's why I started it and seeing what Erica's capable of was also really inspiring.
2: Oh my gosh, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So Joel, I didn't know you were going to ask that. And I appreciate you for bringing that up because I don't think that I've ever actually really talked about it, about my real why. And I mean, we've always told the story, like, what can we actually do to make a difference? Which is absolutely true. But my why personally is that I found a family in AV and I felt like I was part of something that was way bigger than me. Um, Growing up, I didn't finish college and, you know, there were a lot of things in the world that said you have to go to college to do the thing you want to do. And I'm sort of really glad that I stumbled upon AV, but I want other people to feel what I have felt from the industry because it there's not an industry in the world that's like this you don't have to have a formal education you can learn anything that you need to learn as long as you're willing to learn it and and you can just if people just accept you you know you can be a part of that without having to live up to somebody else's expectations it's important to show that to girls too that's the whole point <laughs> that's awesome yeah i didn't tell anybody i was going to ask that It
1: is. Yeah, as I was saying, Jolly sprung that one on
3: us. (laughs) I figured I would. I I thought it would be good. Um, But I think what you guys have done are amazing, and I've seen, you know, firsthand some of the stuff that you've been doing uh, through what's going on out in Colorado and other places. It's pretty cool to uh, to see that stuff really take off from really a mountain of nothing to this huge, you know, monolith that's starting to grow as people are are getting more information as to what Rosie Riveters can do and the reason behind it. So. We're going to take the opportunity to find out what your why is.
0: Now, that's great. And I'm I'm really proud of Jennifer, how far she's taken this thing. I mean, it's insane every time I, I just think about it. Uh, you know, I, I remember years ago in the office, I showed her what a CTS is. and I said, you might want to consider getting this just to give yourself some more street cred. Uh, when you're talking to client, our customers and they go, oh, she's a CTS. And just, you know, it's the typical guy thing, not taking a woman seriously. And those three letters just immediately get you cred. And uh, so she took it and just kept running with it. And here we are with what you guys are doing now. It's just amazing.
2: Not not only did she keep running with it, I want to tell Jennifer for just a minute because she's made like oh, the 40 under 40 influencer. She's gotten CTS of the year. like she's doing great things for the industry to really be that model that we want to show kids, right? Jen and I are in this together and, you know, we've worked really hard at our careers, but at the same time, it's, it's being a different kind of role model for kids to show them that there's a path and a way. And, you know, it, it's not that hard to just be a good person.
1: Yep, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right. It's the minimum.
2: It's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying all that, Erica, and you know how I feel the same. And for me, the most exciting—we've got a crazy week ahead. Obviously, really excited about all the holidays. But Erica and I are getting together on Friday to come up with our plans for next year, what we're going to do, what we're going to try to accomplish, and it's going to be the highlight of my week. So, yeah.
2: I'm excited about that too.
1: Don't forget, too.
0: Yeah, we have an experience center down here in Orlando that is at your disposal. So
2: Excellent.
1: Yeah, we're going to do some packing parties we do. there. It's, right. it's ready
2: now. You just gave us like open access to your office, right? To your experience it's, center.
0: It's here for you.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect.
0: <laughs> got to get on the calendar, but it's here for yeah. you. <laughs> got to get in the line, right? But it's here for you.
2: All right. I appreciate you all for joining us today. Bert, how can people get a hold of you?
0: Btunks at RT Sales is the best way because I do most of my uh, communicating via email.
2: Okay, excellent. Joel,
3: uh, Jay Carroll at Immersive uh, or the Joel Carroll. You can find me at on LinkedIn or a myriad of other places here and there. So, or also call Erica. That's another way uh, you can always get in touch
1: with me. It seems to work out. That's how people get in touch with Bert too. I have to say, yes, scheduling yeah. Scheduling this whole thing, <laughs> Jennifer was
2: going back and forth, forth with Bert's calendar, and I was going back and forth with Joel's calendar. Which this was I like an act like, of God um, to just get yeah, all of us together. Yeah, that we're here. <laughs> yeah, I yeah that we're here.
0: All yeah. I've, uh, the next four days, I'm on the road. So thank you very much for punting it back to Monday.
2: What
1: a crazy end of year. Yeah, I know. <sighs> there yep. are, it's always um, crazy.
0: Travel ends on Friday. So I'll have three weeks of no travel other than Christmas travel, of course, but in terms of business travel. So I'm excited yeah. for that.
2: Same for Joel. Yep. He's going on his last trip tomorrow. Yep. Not
0: like
3: ever.
2: Most likely. Right? <laughs> no, <for the laughs> most, most likely. <laughs> His so, last. Year.
3: Year. I still have a few days to book it. next week, you never know.
2: All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Thank you Jen as always, and we hope that you all have a wonderful day. The network for the AV industry.
1: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This
2: This is, this is AV Nation. Nation.
1: This is AP Nation.